Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Who is that? Mm. It is the hilarious, the talented, the, the brilliant Sarah Jones. Thank you so much. Also, very famous. So very famous. famous. Very famous. The famous Sarah Jones. And like, What's what? Up? One of the early people to have to be like, "Yo, what the fuck is up with these NFTs, man? What are we all <laughs> doing over here with this shit? Yeah, right clicking shit and money laundering with crypto my queen. Yeah, yo, I've been saving image as." <laughs> for, for three days. little words every woman wants to hear <laughs> yeah. save image <laughs> as <laughs> what do you do for a living i right click that's right mm-hmm. <laughs> my friend was telling me about a, a streamer that he was watching the streamer was like i'm gonna do an nft and you know they did bidding for it and it got up to like 200 bucks and he was like okay okay everybody all right this guy won the auction i'm gonna put the i'm gonna put the nft on screen okay nobody save it only him, only that guy. Nobody else save. No, nobody else save. Okay. Come on, honor system, honor system, honor system That's NFTs. Honest. Wait, isn't it supposed to be like not a thing that everybody can just copy and paste? I don't. Yeah, that's the, that's yeah, you're, that's the whole. But Jack, you're making a little too much sense. You're ru- you're ruining my faith in NFTs. If I don't have faith in NFTs, what do I have left? That's sorry, oh, I just man. reached down into your deep well of faith. And... Yes, but you know what? You got a lot of clean drug money, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Mm-hmm. that's true. Sorry, what's good? What what's new? Your your background is looking very yeah. pink. Where are you? I'm at? pink. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's all about dope. the pink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I got uh got some seeds seeds coming up. That's my underrated okay. seeds. All right. That's, that's All right. what I think well, is underrated. Okay. Well, hold on. Hell yeah. Hold on. No, yeah, we'll get to it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoa. Give it away for free. Champing in the intro. At it's chomping, but yeah. I'm Why do people champing? say champing? I thought it was champing. Because it's, you know, that's how language evolves. This episode's going to be our Seinfeld episode where I ask uh, the hard hitting questions like, <laughs> Why do we call the <laughs> CW <laughs> the, but not PBS? What's going on? These are the big ones. People, all these these are things that I guarantee you in five years will be commonly accepted spellings that are currently considered incorrect. Yeah. Reigns, when people say take the reins, what they should write is R-E-I-N-S. Right. What they usually write is R-E-I-G-N-S. Mm. Oh. And that's incorrect, but will be commonly accepted soon. Sneak peek, people commonly write S-N-E-A-K-P-E-A-K, even mm. though that's not right. Mm-mm. But they they've been doing it, so it's gonna happen. Yeah, artesian fake word, soon to be real. Artisanal. That, oh, that people are calling it Art- artisanal. <laughs> yes, people say artesian. It's not real. Artisanal. A R T R T I S I N A L. It should oh. be artisanal, but doesn't matter because right. it's a fake language. And they re- and they replaced artisanal artisanal with artisanal with artesian. Oh, okay. Artesian and oh. artisanal. Got it. All right. I'm confused. Oh, interesting. It started as champ at the bit, but also chomp began as a variant of champ. So either one is okay. Oh. So you could say champ too. So you know That's what, what I'm saying. Double it's KO. Double correct. KO in the grammar it's, ring. Double KO in the grammar okay. ring. Okay. Champing on a all red apple. Correct. Champing on <laughs> yeah. champing on some pie here today. I exactly, like that. man. It's a, it's a Don't fun get me fucking started on apples, Jack. Do uh, not get me started on apples. 
I Why? swear to God, I will Hate take him? over this podcast. Fuck. You love I'm him or terrified you're terrified right now? Overrated. Yeah, all right. Wow. We're, we're about I to get to I got one word it. for you, Miles. Overrated. Wow. What is something from your search history? Man, uh, for my search history, it's not even anything interesting. Dog grooming near me has been uh, a constant search for mm-hmm. my searches. And I have a new puppy at home, so uh, I'm hey. trying to... Yeah, get his, his nails are literally like the fucking sharpest, the sharpest thing I've ever seen on an animal in my entire life. And it's just uh, caused a lot of chaos in my my life with the people around me not wanting to be around the dog anymore. So uh, <laughs> we got to get them clipped. Mm. Wait, what kind of dog do you? Are you sure you have a dog? Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a tiger. Like, they just told me yeah. it's a dog. Yeah, whoa, no, whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yo, your dog uh, is he... buck fifty me across my stomach, <laughs> dude. But like, I've I've had puppies before. I've had dogs in the past, and I've never like experienced a dog with like just talons like this. He's a he's a mix of a Labrador and a bulldog, and he literally like will make you bleed if he just jumps on you and like happens to catch your arm. So it's become a thing. Oh shit! Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah, Damn. yeah. That's so, so you're looking yeah. to lean into that. You're looking for the right groomer to sharpen those motherfuckers up, right? And like, well, right. well also, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I'm looking to to really make him a a guard dog that nobody will actually want to come to my house anymore. But yeah, it it somehow like you know everybody's just really booked and busy right now. Like the I want like uh, the mobile gr- dog groomer to come to me and they're like, yeah, we're not taking any more clients. I'm like, man, people are out here like caking in the dog grooming business, and, I, and it also has me thinking to myself, I should just like buy a truck and get into this if. That's what yeah. it's like that you're turning down new business at this point. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you're saying people are treating it like some elite preschool and they're like, <laughs> yeah, you're, we're just unable to take any more applicants at the moment. Right. Like, I just need my dog's toenails cut off. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's what I, I felt insulted because she was like, oh, are you a returning customer? I was like, no, a new customer. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> No more wow, new customers here. Damn. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, that's how I know. You definitely knew because you just thought yeah. you could just call in here and, and get hooked up. No. I do yep. remember uh, that from like getting our dogs groomed when we like first moved out to L.A., them being like, mm-hmm. all right, well, we just need to like have them come through for an interview and then we'll, <laughs> you know, see what they're like. If if the energy is aligned, then uh, right. yeah, we'll set up an appointment. Right. <laughs> damn. Okay. And then we found a place that was much cheaper and did not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> just went there. It's funny because that's the dog grooming thing was just in that article I was reading about people who mm. were leaving part of the great resignation that sure. one of these people who was like dog grooming for like a bigger chain store was like, no, nah, I'm going to just do my own thing because I'm talking to other people who I used to knew, know from that same grind and they're they're loving their life now as like a mobile mm-hmm. dog groomer so or pet yeah. groomer in general. So. Yeah. It's a whole Look, thing, man. I had no idea. If, but let me let's uh, power the Zeit gang. If you're in the Garden State, uh, on, you know, please. and you can and you can fit in a new client for your prestigious please. grooming business, please holler at Dramos. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, you're North thing, Jersey, guys. Mid Jersey. You're. I am uh, Central Jersey, and I appreciate that you recognize that it is a real thing. Uh, that oh is, uh, yeah, yeah. That's... I can tell you're from the area. You spent some time out Philly. here. Philly. You might as well be in Philly if you're South yeah. Jersey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, on search history, I do just want to acknowledge, I always like to point this out whenever we have somebody on who uh, passes this test, when you uh, put your name into Google and do a space, uh, the second, the first one is DJ Dramos Breakfast Club. The second Mm -hmm. one is DJ Dramos Girlfriend. Oh, Oh, hmm. wow. Wow, people are Mm -hmm. interesting. People I'm surprised Doctor uh, Doctor Amos didn't show up on that one. He's apparently a doctor in Africa doing some great work, <laughs> and that was uh, 
always the like Google alerts that would come up when I had that set up for like dramas. It would be Dr. Amos. <laughs> oh, Dr. DJ Dr. Amos. I'm moving up in the world. I, I've, there you I've go. trumped uh, Dr. Amos on the Google search. I feel really grateful. Good for you. What is something <laughs> you think is overrated? All right. So I, I think this is going to piss a lot of people off, but I think that Breaking Bad is overrated. Mm. Wow. All right. Hit us. What about it? Go on. Okay. So I, I just, like, I tried watching, like, two and a half, three episodes and couldn't get into it. And every time I tell somebody this who's, like, a Breaking Bad stand, they tell me, you just got to keep watching. The season gets better. And my argument would be, do I really have to invest that much time into it to actually enjoy? Like, a show should be good and hook me, I feel like, from the start. I shouldn't have to, like, invest an entire season into it to actually like it. That's my argument when it comes to the mm. show. No, that's what's I, that's... so good about the show is it fucking sucks at first, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's how you know it's it sucks shit, and then you fucking right. figure it out that it's bad, but it's too late, and then you're like, no, nah, it was actually really good. It was like one of the best series ever. I mean, I yeah, I, I get that. I get that lack of momentum. That's like the whole reason I never watched Mad Men because like I was two mm, episodes and same. I'm like, what the fuck? And people are like, you gotta get in more. I'm like, no, I don't. Right. So <laughs> I will keep going with something else. I, I'm bad at these, like, I, I, don't, I don't fuck with, like, Game of Thrones. Like, all the shows that people are, like, think the greatest show ever, I just can't get into. So maybe it also is a me thing. Oh, right, right. I bet it's probably harder, like, because I remember I got into Breaking Bad, like, maybe after the second season had wrapped. Hmm. Or the third okay. season had wrapped. And at that point, like, a lot of people were talking about it. I was like, nah, I don't know, like, whatever. Right. And then I just watched it just to see. But I didn't have people being like, you got to, like, watch it. Like, watch this episode. I was just like, my yeah. natural curiosity took me there. And I wonder mm. if sometimes, like, when you feel almost obligated to watch a show to, like, you know, yeah. keep up with the discourse or whatever, that it just, the motivations are a little bit different. And then it has, like, even a, like a, even more a stronger litmus test that it has to pass for you to be like, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, the, it might be the hype. Like, if it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, because it's so overhyped, if it doesn't live up to your expectation of it just being, like, amazing from the get, it might, I don't know. Right. I just, I don't get these, like, hype, you know, hype beast type of, of shows, I guess. Maybe I put too many, you know, too much expectation on them. Yeah. Breaking what? Bad does stand out to me as one that, like, really goes up a level after the first few episodes. And by the way, for any listeners who heard, my son came to my door, my three-year-old, <laughs> to tell me there's a fly in the house. He also uh. was not wearing any pants on his bottom, and so I had to <laughs> deal with Winnie that. Winnie the Pooh so. told you to warn you, <laughs> <laughs> to warn you about flies. But he's home. home from school today, so uh, apologies for any scatteredness. Breaking <laughs> Bad does stand out as, as a show that kind of changes, like, steps up a level i don't i don't think mad men really does oh, that really? much yeah I everyone's like oh yeah the first like they're like i get that i get it it's slow but like once but it, once it gets going slow. though i'm like maybe because i don't fantasize about this era in general like right mm, this right. wasn't a good time for people like me so i'm right. not necessarily <laughs> like yeah let me go there and watch that right version of the break bad uh, turns reality. from like a family drama into like you know full-on gangster shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I wanted some like fucking gangster shit. And then it was just like this dude with his family. And like, you know, I mean, listen, I get great storyline, but it wasn't what I was there for. Yeah. 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 I, well, with that, though, in mind, I'm curious if because did you get to the part where like he's like he starts he gets on his gangster and starts blowing shit up? No, no. I, I got to the part where they're like basically just figuring out what to do with that one dude in the tub, essentially. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I mean, 
that was, I think, a moment when I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Things changed a little bit there. Mm. But that's season one, isn't it? Dude, I don't yeah. see. I don't even know anymore. I'm like <laughs> all over the place with shows that have come out. Wait, yeah. what's a show that you do like of all the, you know, like when people talk about the great shows, like what's mm. one that you that you vibe with? Or are you just in generally like, I don't really think any of these are good. No, I mean, I'm trying to think of like what, what the hype. I like like Sons of Anarchy. I have no shame of saying that. Like, it, you know, fell off a couple of seasons, but like of, sure. of the hype, I was into it. I, I like followed it till the till the very end, you know? Wow. Did you watch The Sopranos? Sopranos, I never have sat down and watched an episode. So that one I'm willing to, but I've never okay. actually sat and watched an episode. Okay. Okay. The Wire? The Wire, same thing. Wow. Okay. So, yo, yeah. you got, I think you, I know. There's, there's some good, there's some good ones in there, but I, I don't know. I mean, in general, if maybe if the long form TV doesn't really get you, then it doesn't get it you. It might be daunting now because there's so many seasons. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like the, to catch up on it all, like, you know, it's just, I can binge watch it for a long time, but I feel like, Sons of Anarchy was like one episode a week. I can commit to that, you know, where it's like now being able to watch every episode at one time. It feels like, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, oh, Entourage. Entourage. I love that show from start to finish, like first season. Hey, that's hey. All right. That one. I, that's my show. That That's definitely one. Especially all when right, they were making right. Medellin, you know. <laughs> it was getting good. <laughs> Super producer Ana Hosnier was asking if you like Boardwalk Empire, but I can just tell already. That's a South Jersey show. Uh, yeah, not a, I can't yeah. can't fuck with it. Sorry, that's a, <laughs> if you didn't like Sopranos, he's not gonna fuck with right. Boardwalk Empire. Come on, <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta draw the line there. <laughs> <laughs> what is uh something you think is overrated? Okay, I know you guys have mentioned you you talked about it on uh, this week, but Spotify Wrapped. Mm. Okay, mm. yeah, I. I was of two minds. It's either overrated or perfectly rated, depending on like what your timeline is like. I think it's fun. And I was thinking it was really fun, except I have some questions about my numbers. I think some of the data is off. (laughs) In what sense? Lord was in my top five and I love Lord and I love Lord's back catalog, but I hated the new album. So I was like actively not streaming her this year. And she was like my number three, allegedly my number three most streamed artist. And that just doesn't feel right is it, to me mm, are there playlists maybe it was coming on passively like you weren't maybe. intending to play it but you're just rocking with some playlists and it was on there i don't know yeah i mean i do listen to melodrama a lot so it's possible mm. but okay. i don't know and then i found out that there's this intern this girl who used to intern at spotify uh her name's jewel who tweeted and she was like me watching the spotify rap knowing that i pitched this as an intern and i'm getting like zero dollars from oh. it And it's like, it's just classic. And she's really cool about it. She's like, I get it. I'm not trying to litigate this or anything like that. But But here's my pitch deck. And if you look at her pitch deck, it is, it looks exactly like how all the slides look for the new interactive Spotify rap. Because she pitched it when they did Spotify rap where it was just a link. Yeah, right. You get like a list or whatever. Right. And this pitch deck is like this incredible, like just Exactly the genius brain thing a 22-year-old would who's super fluent with social media would come up with. And, you know, Spotify has a statement that's like, we get a lot of ideas from, you know. Oh, shit. It's Mm -hmm. just like. We hear a lot of ideas a lot of the time. And Jewel's okay. She's like presenting at Art Basel this weekend or something like that. Yeah, she's cool. She's, She's doing it. But it's still like the whole the ethics of internships and whatever yeah for sure and also so apologies to, apologies for everyone because i'm i'm spamming the fucking timeline with retweets well i do yeah, think i people. do think it's nice 
I do really like that they have the podcast section because I really like using Spotify for podcasts more than Apple podcasts. I always thought that was like annoying and making podcast big on Spotify is good. And this year, everyone tagging their favorite creators and stuff. It rules. I think that's yeah. nice. That's not overrated. But I wish I had a, I, I just use the iHeartRadio app, so I don't really get those metrics. But I think it's coming down the road, I think, uh, eventually. Right. Folks? Is that you just like being an iHeartRadio good company boy or? <laughs> no, it's the just the best app. Joke. And iHeartRadio is number one for audio. So oh. it's pretty obvious. Oh, I love it's that. Like, yeah, I love iHeartRadio. Yeah. Wherever, <laughs> Wherever you get your podcast. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, I'm just kidding. I dab- Yeah, okay. I'm on the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> oh, please, just kidding. Yeah, please yeah, don't no, chat about me. <laughs> oh, you thought, yeah, no, I was kidding because, yeah, of course, we all use iHeartRadio. Oh, that's right. I'm not seeing your podcast come up on the iHeartRadio app anymore, Ellie. No. <laughs> Although, iHeartRadio, if you want a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? Well, I say so I'm in Auckland, New Zealand, um, mm. and we are actually. We've just celebrated our 100th day of our lockdown. So it's obviously a huge accomplishment in and of itself, but it does come with missing. Uh, you're both making quite, you're sort of scrunching up your faces at me. You did 100 not, days. Yeah. Three months. Uh, do you guys know when you're getting out? This feels like if I were in prison for life and someone's like, man, I got five months in here, but we made it through the first three, we're good. I'd be like, fuck you. We're, no, we're, we are, we're almost out. And it's, um, you know, it's been a long time, but it's done its job. But I miss um, socializing. You'll be shocked to hear. And uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to, which I think is underrated, is getting into a car with um, uh-huh. four adult friends, getting like five grown-ups in a car. Because technically, a car is designed to accommodate five grown-ups, but as soon as you do it, you know they never thought it would actually happen. Instantly regrettable <laughs> every time. Yeah, and there's just there's a there's something I like about that. That there's a camaraderie. Yeah, and yeah. like you know, being in the middle in the back, and you think there's not enough space back here. Right. I just want to. Fe- I just want to feel the experience of socializing. I guess is what I'm saying. Maybe. Maybe I think <laughs> socializing is underrated. But mainly, it's the just being like crushed into a uh, into a moving vehicle. I, I, I feel like, and this might you know it, we're rounding into summer here, and I'm getting getting excited. And I'm getting ahead of myself, oh, yeah. but I, there's something about like if I get into a car with four other adults, it, it's usually because we're going somewhere exciting mm. or a little <laughs> bit you know it's a little <laughs> bit hard to get to or a little bit far away, and um, I want that feeling. Listen, um, I respect it. I went bowling for the first time like in 15 years two weeks ago but it was also the first time i saw more than like two friends in their house where we're trying to socially distance and be respectful and not kill each other uh and it was wonderful we got drinks there was pizza involved it was it was pretty close to heaven uh after being trapped in my house i had a work meeting in person the other day guys it's mind-blowing i was there we in an office talking to each other drawing on walls who knew life was this glorious? I really feel like the pandemic has given me a new lease on life in that like I just really want to appreciate every day I don't have to be inside of my house. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was great. Just be like Joel, you weren't here for this, but Guy was just lording it over us for all this time. <laughs> oh wow. While we were in America oh, wow. as the United States was 
wow. crumbling around us and we weren't allowed out of the house. Guy was like, yeah, I just went to a sporting event and it was mm -hmm. wonderful and freeing. Um, how's it going over there, though? Even though we had wow. just talked for 15 minutes about how it's going over here. <laughs> Guy, disappointing. It's no. okay. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a centurion now. So we, I've experienced some of those liberties, and now I also have the, I guess, the sense of participation and accomplishment that comes with being in your house for a very long time. Yeah. You basically spent summer break uh, grounded. And while I respect the hard time you have done, we're, we're quickly approaching year three. So yeah. long in the same house. I know. This is what I say. I say, am I the only with the novel coronavirus? Am I, the, am I the only one of us who thinks the novelty has well and truly worn <laughs> off? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's good material uh, right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got, uh, I think I have a booster coming up. So yeah, it's exciting. Oh, you gotta get exciting you gotta time. get those boosters. Right? Mm -hmm. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break. We're gonna see if we can't track down Robert Evans, and we will be right back. And we're back. And so I guess everybody knew this already. I just it gave me hope that we might be seeing some shit in the uh Gilet Maxwell trial after I don't know he heading into it I was like I'm not gonna let shit anything drop right like the you know they they killed Epstein like wh why would they let her come out and say the shit but yeah in court yesterday one of the pilots of the Lolita Express the who, pilot I believe right yeah the like, pilot like, like to the pilot. to the point that Jeffrey Epstein like put his kids through college, like literally like paid their tuition, bought him a home with like acres in yeah. New Mexico. So yeah. he was on those flights, said he had seen Clinton and Prince Andrew, uh, which had gotten like most of the attention and which I think we had seen on flight logs, but also confirmed having seen Donald Trump on the flights. The, the pilot claims he never saw underage girls without their parents or knew of any sexual activity happening on the plane. but Just because she's calling him daddy doesn't mean she's his parent. Right. He's her parent. Yeah. yeah. It also, makes man, sense. It's, it's that... noisy in a jet with the door closed to the cockpit. Right. And also, yeah. it's probably... Jeffrey Epstein had so many daughters. <laughs> right. And it was probably pretty incriminating if he did know about that. So, you know, I'm yeah. sure he's not... I just imagine him at the front, like a school bus driver, just being like, you guys keep quiet back there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't make me land Shut up. This, this is unsafe. Yeah. Put your seatbelts on. That first day, though, <laughs> it's wild. Like, because uh, Maxwell's lawyer came out fucking swinging. She was mm. like, "Yo, they're trying to make her escape go, fam." Just because Epstein's dead, they had to put the attention on somebody else. And then, like the the prosecutors had to keep objecting every time she's like, "She's escape go," and they're like, "Objection!" Or they'd be like, "She's a stand in for Jeffrey Epstein." They're like, "Objection! This is right. not." Yeah, we see what you're trying accomplice. to do. Then like dragging the victims too, yeah. So that's the like the the part of their strategy that I was at least you know thought thought there might be some promise for us finding out some shit is that it seems like they're going to make the case that she was like one of Epstein's victims, basically, like she was being manipulated by him, and 
like if that is the strategy, which it seems like it is at least partially the strategy, you know, that would it does seem like they would want to prove like that all the all the powerful influence that he had over powerful people because that would make him more unfuck withable. So I don't know. That's that's what I'm hoping is that they kind of develop that and are like, yeah, I mean, he told me he had compromising material on Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. Right. If, if if you're fully going to like dish it off the bad guy role to the even bigger bad guy, I mean, you yeah. would have to do that. Otherwise, I don't think the strategy as it is of being like, oh, one of the accusers like does drugs. Right. And it's like, what? And just once. She was no angel. Right. No, literally. And then, you know, she said like off the top, she was like, since the dawn of Adam and Eve, she said ever since Adam, ever since Eve was accused of tempting Adam with the apple. Yeah. Women have been blamed for men's bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a, yeah, they're, they're trying, her, her defense is trying a lot of different strategies. Pretty strong sure. comparison there. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I totally, <laughs> but I think at this point when it's like so Ever clear, since one man stood up and was crucified for fucking underage girls, <laughs> right. people have been trying to bring down a powerful guy with powerful ideas. Right. <laughs> My name is Jeffrey Epstein and I am like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. What's he doing here? All right. So this is all to say we'll be keeping an eye on that trial, probably updating you if anything interesting happens. Yeah. The Democrats, speaking of interesting, it seems like they finally have their priorities straight. They are <laughs> going after bots. Yeah. Bots. You say, what the fuck is a bot and why? I hate it, bots. In the middle of a pandemic and, and rapid exponential income inequality, why are we focusing on bots? And that's a, the bots that's, are the ones changing question. the climate, Miles. <laughs> Thank you. Right. The bots are the ones that are preventing the uh the Build Back Better Act from getting passed. So let's put it this like this. If you've tried to buy a PS5 or an Xbox Series X and an NVIDIA GeForce RTX card, Beyonce's Ivy Park apparel, or even Pokemon cards on the internet, chances are you have been greeted with some shit that says sold out. And you're asking yourself, but I logged in at the time that the, the stuff was supposed to drop and be available and I clicked everything, I put it in my cart in under a minute and it was still sold out. How can that be? Well, that's because of the reselling market's use of bots. And basically, they're just like computer programs that are able to add items to carts with all the needed payment and and like shipping information like instantaneously. So like you're just getting beat technologically to to just put these things in a cart and process a transaction. So then scalpers and resellers take shit like to eBay or StockX and sell it for, you know, a huge markup and make a lot of money. There's a story about a 16 year old kid who did one point seven million dollars in revenue by reselling PS5s and all kinds of shit that he was using bots for. Damn. And only his profit though, only 110,000. Okay? So, leave him alone. SEC. Wait, where's he getting that seed money from? I think look, you probably yo, I mean if you start real small, right? You get one PS5 and you sell it for double, now you got double and you pour that back into two PS5s that you can get with bots and then you double. Th- I mean, there's, you know, you just got to start it's really just fucking, small. It's it's Flash Boys but with PS5s. But it's <laughs> right. it's like saying he only so he put in 1.6 million and made 1.7 like that that suggests that at some point he had 1.6 million dollars i think that was his net revenue so i don't know if that's that's just basically i think over when you add up everything that he sold and then taking off like recouping what he put back in cut yeah 
that it added I don't know how that. numbers work. Me either. And it doesn't matter. But that's why Representatives Paul Tonko of New York, Rich Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, Chuck Schumer and Ben Ray Lujan of uh, New Mexico, they have all announced they're pushing for the Stop Grinch Bots Act. <laughs> like, OK, what the <laughs> fuck is this? This is some shit that's been kicking around the hill for like a couple of years. But specifically, the Stopping Grinch Bots Act would expand on a law passed in 2016 that outlawed bots from circumventing control measures to put tickets to like music concerts and sports like essentially just say making it illegal for scalpers to resell tickets like this. And this legislation that they're pushing now would essentially take, say, this applies now to all online retail sites. So if you're a sneakerhead, you're like, oh, shit, look at that. I might have a chance at getting a sneaker or if you want your Pokemon card or fuck it. Even sometimes you see restaurant reservations go up instantly because people use bots to oh. even get restaurant reservations. So, you know, what would be really bad is if hmm. they use these to vote. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, one that thing would be bad. we should stop it before they do can do that. Right. Yeah. One thing at a time. One we got to get in early on this problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think this on one level, you're like, OK, that's interesting. But this also feels like a real low effort attempt to make it seem like the party's doing something. And yeah. like that, like that is like, yeah, we get it. Supply chain stuff like you. We hear complaints from parents trying to get certain things. And it's these fucking bots, you know, so we're going to handle that and vote blue no matter who. huh? All right. Thanks. They'll always they'll always act when it's in the interest of like people spending money, consumerism, like making consumer culture like unless that. it's like consumer protections. It's like that weird fine line. Right. It's like yeah. we're going to make it easier for you to give away your money, but we're, we're going to make it hard as fuck to get your money back. Right. Exactly. It's like a. Like a fucking like an old school like wooden fish trap where it's like they get in but it can't come out. That's right. Yeah, I mean a teenager making money on the internet that's uh that could be a big problem if we don't do something about it. <laughs> Absolutely. What what's next? One hundred and ten thousand dollars. That's for a child. That's absurd. No, but a, ch a child should not be making that much money. You know, that's the uh, that's adult money. Adult yeah. money for for billionaires. Yeah, 100%. I think this is like. Was he? He's not. He's not paying. He can't be paying taxes on that hundred ten thousand. That's like fifty. You know, that's like uh, five hundred grand. The the government's missing out on. Yeah, what's the one yeah. Selfish teenager. Yeah. Quit asking if I'm looking at my ten ninety nine shit. Ask this young man where the fuck his hundred ten thousand <laughs> came from. IRS mm -hmm. the fuck. Yeah, it's you know it it could be cool if if online sales worked better. I I feel like it's maybe like the five hundredth priority that they should be paying attention to right now generously oh yeah but again that's why it just feels like one of those things that e real easy win because like chuck schumer's words are even like it shouldn't be so hard during the holidays to get the gifts that you need to make memories you know it's like this like i give a fuck energy when it's not has nothing to do with this and i think it helps <laughs> bro take give, me money. Right, <laughs> give exactly. me money right give me money about extended <laughs> unemployment benefits Okay, shut the fuck up. I said we're going to handle the bots right now. And then maybe we'll talk. We're going to make sure you get your slippers in time. Those slippers right. that you ordered, you got to get them. Especially because, you know, that was on Oprah's list. So we can't fuck around and have that not be available. Mm. Oprah will take this country down. Well, speaking of Oprah taking this country down, actually, this next story has nothing to do with that. Although uh, Dr. Oz has segue, announced for uh, that he's running for Senate. So that could be Oprah Fuck taking yeah. this country down, Jesus. down the path of victory, uh, because, yeah, Dr. Oz is a hero, personal hero of mine. One of the greats to ever do it. 
one of the greatest doctors. One of yeah. the greatest doctors. He is actually again. a good doctor who just... Uh, you got Phil, Oz, Drew, Gupta, the classic doctors. Dr. Oz, uh, the, the biggest tragedy of Dr. Oz is he was actually like one of the nation's top heart surgeons and gave that up to go do this bullshit to build say, life. Well, now he's now he's in the nation's hearts. Yeah, Jack. exactly. He's in the hearts of all. And there saying, you, you know, ladies, the vagina is like a self-cleaning oven. That's right. And you're like, okay, shh, shh, don't. Why are you doing a whole segment on this, Dr. Oz? This is on TV. That's some real shit. Yeah, yeah. it gets hot. That's, yeah. I'm, I'm not joking. There's a whole clip where he's explaining. You're like, this is the weirdest TV I've ever fucking seen. Like, why? And like so watching people in the audience like, oh, wow, self-cleaning oven, huh? Right. With like a stage-sized yeah. model of the vagina that you could walk through. Um, That's sick. Yeah. I clean my oven with a Lysol douche. Like summer's <laughs> oh, Eve. I put Summer's Eve in my oven. There you go. Yeah. It all works. After together. I fuck it. <laughs> I don't want it to get pregnant. I don't want to get a bun in there. There you go. I mean, that's he's... stupid. That's fucking stupid. I'm sorry, guys. It's, that was stupid. It's actually probably where Dr. Oz came up with the oven metaphor was hearing yeah. people talk yeah. about getting a bun in the oven. Yeah. I should oh. be making more money. I should yeah. be making that Dr. Oz money. Damn. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Republicans real quick because they are mm. threatening to, you know, hold the uh, funding for the government hostage and shut the government down pretty soon. I think on Friday. And their main complaint is Biden's vaccine and testing mandates. And so that made me ask, like, do they think this is a winner like for them? I, I know it's popular with a small number of like a small portion of their base, but you know, as as we've seen just in overall numbers and polling and also how people react with regards to like school board votes and stuff, being pro recklessness when it comes to the vaccine isn't very popular. All the evidence that you that's like undeniable, like there's just a televangelist leader of the Daystar television network, which I'm hoping they came up with after the first season of Succession. <laughs> because it rhymes with the succession company, but he called the vaccine a sin, said, mm. you know, pitched alternative methods of treating it. He just died of COVID. So it just seems like there's kind of the, and then also Trump reportedly tested positive before his debate with Biden, before he went and met with a, a room full of gold star families, before he like went to a bunch of different events and spoke. And, you know, we, we kind of suspected this at the time, but it also feels like a, a different lifetime, a, yeah. a lifetime ago. But yeah. September of 2020. Yeah. Dial it back for once that hellacious time. But I'm, I mean, the whole thing with this, too, is in terms of like messaging, the, the anti-mandate vax crew, they're just, they just beat, that they just beat the administration to like the punch of being like, nah, we're going to get in everybody's head that this is ridiculous. This is too much. This is like, this is the opposite of safe. This is actually like bad because the polling around it is like, it's, it's bare. It's not even a majority. Like if you ask at this point, if in a poll of all adults, 47%, only 47% favor like a max, a vaccine mandate. Oh, wow. And 50% oppose. So I'm sure right. on some level, conservatives look at that number and go, OK, that's something there. And then within their party, seven, when the Republicans, 77 percent oppose within Democrats, 18 percent oppose. So it's splitting down party race, all that lines pretty, pretty predictably. But I think it's 
it's a it's a weird one to do because you know we we have a a new variant that may be something to be concerned about plus just mm-hmm. whatever happens with an inevitable winter surge of infections if people are still going to be like yeah yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine this is what i'm fighting right i i i just don't understand like the hypocrisy like i can't wrap my brain around like okay so Trump boasts that he's the reason we have this vaccine, but you guys are still like it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, does just not, nothing makes sense? Like, yeah, the Republicans right. are are vaccinated, but you're there's you're listening to them telling you not to. Like, I I I'm at this point where I just like am at a loss for how you can possibly communicate with with people at this point, right? Like, it's almost just like there is no communicating with this crazy sector of the country who literally is just defying logic at every turn and like constantly has no problem with like contradicting themselves just to like be able to claim freedom at the end of the day you know it's just this weird fucking mindset that there's no talking to well i think that's the part is like it really isn't about logic it's just about like rhetorically that i'm not doing what you say so it doesn't matter if you understand why i'm saying that the fact is i'm just you just you're, you're you're Joe Biden. I'm just philosophically opposed to everything. And then right. even then, but it's even funny because then you have people be like, "Well, yeah, the vaccine is good, but not everybody needs to take it." And some people right. they're getting sick, and they're like, "Congressperson, aren't you fully vaccinated?" They're like, "Shut the fuck up, shut the right. fuck up." This this <laughs> messaging works for this specific group of people. I'm trying to get on the opposite end of the spectrum, so they oppose Joe Biden. And I will turn and say something different to maybe people who aren't as resistant to vaccines, and I'll pivot to something like, think of the kids and like how they got to wear masks and they're so confused because right. all this mask wearing, it's just it's just terrible. They, so, I am seeing it start to break through with, it. I think it's just people's general being exhausted by, like worn down by the pandemic. They're like, what, we're going to do another lockdown that really worked last time. And it's like, well, this is kind of a a long term fight. (laughs) Yeah, it did. You didn't. Like, you just don't know. Yeah, but I'm seeing that break more mainstream. The the idea of like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm not doing another lockdown. You guys didn't. Another vaccine. Nothing happened to me last time. It's also crazy to me that like, people don't realize this is the same shit that's happening all around the world. Like so many of these people make it seem like, watch it, the U.S. government's trying to control you. And it's like, bro, every fucking country in the world is literally having the same exact conversations. And there are other countries that are far stricter than ours. And they're not all communist countries. Like it doesn't make, I don't understand how people can be this much in their own bubble to not realize those things, you know? That's America though, right there. You know, no no understanding of the rest of the world, how that relates to mm-hmm. what you have or where you are. You live quite literally in your bubble of what you can see directly in front of you because right. people who I know who are anti-vax, they say the same shit, which is always relying on anecdotal information. That's right. pretty much like even people who seem like more reasonable that are anti-vax, they're like, well, I mean, to be real, like, I don't know anybody who's gotten and gotten really that sick. Like the people who I know, like they were sick for a little bit, but it wasn't that bad. So I don't know. And then they're like, oh, actually, this person that like whose butcher store we go to, the the guy there died. Right. So now you do know someone's like, but maybe that won't change your mind because maybe because you didn't know him personally enough. That's like that's just a weird thing where it's just, you know, and I get it. It's fucking scary for people to think that they have no control over their safety, like whatsoever. So for I and I'm sure there's another group, too, whether they might, you know, 
might not be straight up conservatives, just more of a mindset of like denial about their lack of control over something. And the only way they can operate is to just actively deny that they're in any kind of danger. Yeah, there's a new study making the rounds on social media as of yesterday. That's about how like it's a new study in quotes. Mm. It's basically an abstract that people have copy and pasted saying that mRNA vaccines have been linked to heart disease. And so now like Reuters and all the all the respectable journalistic institutions are having to get, jump on top of it and be like, that's actually there's no evidence for that. Like that study yeah. doesn't have any evidence, but it's just it does feel a little bit like this is what America wants to believe so badly right. that right. You're, you're just like, you know, trying to hand out speeding tickets at the Indy 500 type thing. It's yeah. just like this shit is you're going to believe this because you want to believe this but yeah that's right. a it's a really good point i i can't remember who it was but i was listening to somebody interviewed talking about being in paris for the uh the beginning of the pandemic and just you know they were four weeks into lockdown and watching americans be like fuck this this doesn't like right. this is this is made up like, you guys made this shit up and him being like, that doesn't, huh? Like, yeah. we're, we're, we've been in it too. And nobody over here thinks it's made up. But yeah, that's a, not, not the most, not the best at kind of seeing the big picture, I guess. No. And I think to the, even like this idea of the messaging around mandates and clearly like the anti side got, you know, they got in a frenzy over it. It's like I'm like, I don't even know what the administration could have done, given the state of things in the United in the in the U.S. But like you damn sure could have messaged harder to be like, this is what happens. Here are some little graphics so you understand mm -hmm. shit. Here's what happened. This is why you have to actually this is how you're going to get out of a pandemic or things right. like that. And I know there were you know, there were presentations here and there. But, you know, I think their allies on places like CNN and MSNBC we're just kind of spending more time being like, can you believe these assholes who are like, right. want to lock down? That's right. not, right. well, not going to compel somebody who's on the fence. Like rather than being right. like the coverage being around the safety of it, what will happen, like how you can, how this is a way to ensure people's safety. And because it just became more like, oh, these, these people don't get it or whatever. And yeah, we talk about that to an extent here, but sure. it's, it's interesting how when you have all those tools at your disposal as a as an administ as a presidential administration that you completely just you know the best you can do is get olivia rodrigo to like say <laughs> a couple things like come on Joe. right oh it's i not mean nothing, just Miles, it's not nothing yeah exactly uh shout out to Olivia rodrigo but it, it's like it, it's just further proof of how terrible the democrats really are at messaging all around and also just like liberal media doubles down on that by turning the news into like gossip TV and just like half of their newscast is spent pulling up clips of Fox News and then commentating on it. You know what I mean? It's like right. you're not actually giving people information. You're just sitting there like making a fucking reaction video that like a like a YouTuber would do essentially. You know, that's what's I think they're they're failing to actually give people real information and, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. It's based on the myth and like reinforcing the myth that people who believe liberal things are smarter than people who believe conservative things and right. just that being the end goal of their coverage is like look at these idiots right but we're smart and right. it's just like actually 
Uh, you guys are idiots too. First of all, we're all idiots, but <laughs> that's that's definitely not the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do just want to talk about like the the Trump story. This is not that this will have any uh, effect on his ability to just storm back to the White House in 2024. Mm. But he did have COVID. <laughs> he had tested positive for COVID <sighs> days in advance of the Biden debate, which obviously him putting Joe Biden's old ass uh, at in danger probably mm. will just make people on the Republican side like him more. But he also attended an indoor meeting with Gold Star families literally the day after he tested positive. And that is that's the meeting that he claimed had given him COVID. So not only did he put them at risk, he claimed that they gave it to him, even though he had already tested positive. And he said specifically that they were these people, they were within an inch of my face sometimes. They want to hug me, they want to kiss me, and they do. And frankly, I'm not telling them to back up. So he, And that's not that's not you improvising right there. That's a fucking quote. Legit. That's a quote. That's uh, word for word. He said that. And he is again describing a meeting he had with the families of fallen soldiers the day after he tested positive for COVID, uh, that people were inches from his face and, you know, he, he was willing to kiss and hug them. But they gave it to him. Right, right, right. Even though he had already tested positive. But no. Anyways. And then just the other thing, we're going to get into Dr. Oz a little bit more in the coming days. Mm. But I think that's another example of like people reading the tea leaves and being like, damn, man, Americans really want this covid thing to be like a hoax and they want to they like i i think he recognizes like he's the doctor who's willing to be anti-vax and you know entertain anti-vax perspectives and so it seems weird that he's like running for senate at the same time something in the culture and in the zeitgeist made him be like yeah it's my time right now He's so. yeah, he's just a thirsty stunt queen who happens to be a doctor. Right. That's right. really what it is, because it's not it's not he's never being guided by his education as a doctor. It's always like, how am I going to be famous? How am I going to make my profile? How am I going to increase that even further? And yeah. if I got yeah, if I got to say I love hydroxychloroquine, then let's go. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing as as Trump. He was just like a rich dude who wants to be a celebrity, you know, and like the ultimate celebrity in yeah. the world is going to be the president of the United States, you know. So I think uh, Dr. Oz is taking a you know a, a page out of his playbook. But I mean, I, I remember when Dr. Oz was on the Breakfast Club and he was talking about quarantining from his family. So I mean, like, are you really, you know, it's like I like all this shit is yeah. available. You know what I mean? Like it's all documented, people's perspectives and all that kind of stuff. And you know, unfortunately, people are too. I don't want to say dumb, but man, dumb to not look up, you know, a lot of this stuff and, and prove him wrong. I think, right. yeah, I think there's just like this weird duality that a lot of people have, especially in the West, as it relates to like the media. Right. Like there's this weird thing that be, as if being on TV legitimizes mm-hmm. every single fucking yeah. thing you say, because yeah. yep. it's like in the back of your mind, it's like, well, they can't be on TV just lying about shit. They're right. on TV. That's how right. you're on TV. Like it's like fucking grad school or some shit. Like right. there's no way you could just stumble upon TV. But that is the case. And then at the same time, they're like people. A lot of people are grappling with some things being legitimized merely because they've been presented to them on TV, and other things also being total bullshit because it's on TV. Right. So right. 
there's like a lot of people holding two like realities sort of in their minds at the same time, because I think that is a thing we see just even with Donald Trump, like people are like, well, he's on TV and he's rich. Like, right. I mean, this dude wouldn't have done shit if he wasn't on TV. So, right. Shout yeah. out to uh, shout out to the real kingmaker TV. Because, I mean, yeah, McConaughey <sighs> almost run, you know, like there's just so mm. much. We just love it. We just love the TV. We thought we were glow. getting television, but television got us. That's from a <laughs> quiz game or quiz show. Quiz uh, show. Eden. Quiz show. Was that Ray Fiennes and John Turturro? Yeah. That's a brought to you by Geritol. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is really good. If people like, I missed it when it first came out. I thought it was like just like a lame kind of history movie, but that shit was really good. My mom took me to the theater to see that shit. Yeah. That's why I remember so vividly Geritol. And I was like, what the fuck was this era? Of? <laughs> this was real? Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we do, you know, we were talking about how Matthew McConaughey was polling better than either candidate in the Texas governor's race. and. He had voiced, you know, interest in running for governor. It feels very much like, you know, if he was flirting with somebody like just in a friendly way and they were like, we're going to get married. <laughs> like, you see, that? Or, you see that? He fucking loves me. Touch my shoulder uh, it's, when he left. Yeah, it's just like, you know, politics is like the star power here is off the charts. Let's right. He he's into it. Let's get him in. Let's get him in here. And he was just like, oh, no, sorry. I, I wasn't serious about that is basically where we're at. Yeah, he I think while many were like, oh, wow, look at that. He's putting the smash on Greg Abbott. He definitely he had to announce, OK, that he's as much as y'all wanted it. Mm. He might not be able to deliver. He just tweeted <laughs> from his Twitter account an American flag emoji with this video clip. Hey, everybody. McConaughey here. Listen, over the past two years, I've been working on the answer to the question of how I can be most useful in this life going forward. Useful to myself, useful to my family, and to the most amount of people. One category of service I've been exploring is politics. I've been considering a run for governor of Texas. I've been listening, I've been learning, been measuring, been studying Texas politics and American politics. What have I learned? A lot. That we have some problems we need to fix that our politics needs new purpose that we have divides that need healing okay i mean we need more trust in our lives all right he's teasing us shining a light on our shared he's values us. he's gonna the ones that cross party lines the ones that build bridges instead of burn them mm. but our children burn are our greatest asset so hey let's be as good a parents as we can be okay all right Anyway, so all that to say, <laughs> wait, does that get, a, like that? That's a three minute long video. Does he eventually three, say, but I'm not going to run What the fuck? Yes. Is? All that to be like, but I'm off this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, and I think that's what we should. I think we should have expected nothing less from Matthew McConaughey because he loves a monologue. He yeah. loves a monologue, which I'm also yeah. surprised. That's all you get to do when you're a politician, Matt. Right. That's what he thought. He would only get to do as, as the governor, right. though, you know? Right. And then the second he's like, he's like, I don't know. I feel like people should decide if they want the vaccine. Be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> hey, shit. All right. Um, 
not it's all not rad, just all right it's all not rad. just one-way monologues like i thought so yeah all that to say is he was just saying you know he's a simple man and he want he considered the path of political leadership and it's humbling but he's deciding to not take it at this moment mm. um so he's not going to be do throwing you, his sweat-soaked workout bandana into the ring do we think that his the people that were behind him are going to go to beto uh, Beto definitely had worse numbers against him, so that could suggest that there's like more room to grow with McConaughey leaving the race. But it also feels like, I mean, I like, yeah, hey, look, he tried, man, he tried. Beto tried. I don't know if there's he's gonna get some better strategy behind yeah. his campaign to try and make, uh, you know, get a different result. But I mean, it it feels like. I think you've we've we've rang that rag dry, whatever <laughs> you're going to get out of Beto O'Rourke in terms of, you know, his his ability to like win in Texas. I know a lot of people support him, but it just seems like there may maybe some newer ideas. I don't know. Yeah, I think generally that's just the, the problem with people running Democrats is like it's there's there aren't many exciting like, you know, in terms of like spotlighted candidates. There's not a lot that you're like, oh, maybe that got no. Yeah. It seems to be coming from like the newer generation of younger politicians that have like something a little bit different to offer. Well, who who else is running, right? This is the this election's gonna the primary's gonna be March first next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna be Beto or uh, Abbott. And, you know, uh, as a podcast, we haven't decided who we're gonna officially endorse endorse there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh yeah, I mean it like, you know, Beto, obviously the lesser of two evils, uh the far lesser of two evils. So hopefully people do kind of get in line behind him. I just don't know like how much enthusiasm there's gonna be for right for him at this point. But I well, mean, I don't know if uh let's see, I think is Julian Castro might I don't he might run. Oh, okay. Oh. So so I mean, you know, he, he used to be the mayor of San Antonio. I think he might have a, he might, I, well, who knows? He could have a good shot. I, it, it's, I think when you just look at sort of the politics there and like the, the way campaigns are going to be run, it's hard to really imagine like what rhetorically what this thing's going to look like and who's going to be best suited when you're like, when you're yeah. debating someone who's like, books make little white kids feel bad. <laughs> Change my mind. Right. And, you know, that's sort of where the limits are of the discourse. Yeah. I mean, as important as that race is, we do have to uh, move on to an even more important state-based competition. And that is, of course, America's favorite Christmas candy uh, brought to you by (laughs) CandyStore.com. It is a, you know, another one of those... You say Maps. that like this is SpawnCon. I know, Don't it did it sound like a lot like SpawnCon. <laughs> Yo, fuck that. They're not giving a shit. It's a bad map. Fuck these maps. Uh, there's something that I probably couldn't say if it was SpawnCon. <laughs> Brought to you by CandyStore.com. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, and here's our favorite candy. But you guys probably go to the page rather than, and again, I sound like I'm just, just go to the page and when they ask for your information, just like, don't they, you can trust them. Just surrender it. Yeah. But it's a... Uh, they did ask 23,000 people from across America what their favorite candy was and then, you know, organized that data based on state, cross-referenced it with manufacturer candy manufacturers to make sure sales back up the findings. And it's, 
you know, it does feel like it's a little bit more like rather than the one the the ones where every state has a different like candy yeah. that they like, right. which feel like they it has been edited in order to make it as interesting as possible. Here, like it's the answers are pretty like appropriately boring. It's yeah. Peppermint bark is like not is king. Peppermint bark is king. I yeah, I like that it is. It feels like things if you went to the store in the can like Christmas candy section, it's like these seven yeah. things that you're used to seeing. Because like some of the other maps, like what's everyone's favorite Thanksgiving side? And there's like these wild esoteric ones right. like, man, they like candied pig's hooves. And you're like, what the fuck? Is that even real? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this definitely this feels, feels right. like a CVS aisle or a Walgreens right, yes. aisle of candy. Yeah. Right. Because right. like I think there's there's some that are missing, like. Why is fudge not on here? Like, I feel like, you know, holiday fudge with peppermint bark. But right. that's not something you get it. The main ones yeah. you see are like Reese's Cups. Sure. Reese's Pieces, like in the little, or sorry, Reese's Pieces. Thank you, sir. Uh, In like a candy cane <laughs> form, like a plastic cone cane or cane. Then like the co holiday colored Hershey Kisses. This all shit that's normal. And the candy canes, like whatever. That's like... When I was a kid, I used to like them because I was like free sugar that you could find like available at a store. But it always but reminded me, me too much of toothpaste. It was just like, why? What? Uh, this is like a toothpaste popsicle. The fuck out of here oh, with that. Oh, <laughs> oh, look, they just hardened this toothpaste and put a little candy <laughs> swirl around it. They got me. Eating it's it. like toothpaste, except it rots your teeth instead of cleaning them. Mm. My theory is that they that peppermint bark has is they they call it like the hard charging peppermint bark because it's like taking over uh, a bunch of states that used to be Reese's cup strongholds and they're saying that like it's the biggest grower and I'm I'm wondering if it's because they have all this equipment to make candy canes but like most of the country has found out that there's other candy besides candy canes like, they mm -hmm. don't think that that's only Christmas candy. So they're like, all right, what if we dropped it and then just, like, took, picked up the pieces and glued it onto, like, some <laughs> low-quality chocolate? Like, that's... Now you got something. Yeah. I like peppermint bark. It's funny because I, I, I haven't had... The first time I had it was, like, seven years ago. Yeah, it's... I, a, it's I, a I, was, new. I was pretty ignorant to the peppermint bark game. It's a new kid on um, the block. Yummy. Yeah, we, but it's like... Can we talk like, about the reindeer corn that's on yes. this list? Yeah, that's the one weird one. It's so weird. It's like candy. I've never heard of candy corn in Christmas colors. Yeah, which it's is what it looks like. This this is the deep south is having a is having a tough go here on, on this map. We got Louisiana and Oklahoma are both uh, candy cane strongholds, with like one of the few. And then you you've got reindeer corn number one in Alabama. Reindeer corn is candy corn with different food coloring, just a red, green, and lie. white. lie. Yeah. lie. I mean, uh, though we're just looking at green and red M&Ms and acting like it's a completely different product, <laughs> too. So, okay, fair play to, fair play to reindeer corn. I, I can't hate totally, but yeah, it looks not good. Also, yeah. Florida, what are you doing? I mean, Skittles? Florida's Skittles? always got to be holiday little... Skittles? Holiday mix Skittles, which would, that is something I did not, I was not aware existed. I don't know, like, what is a holiday? So is it, like, apples and, like, oranges and pears, like, the things that you get in, like, a fruit gift basket or something? Like, what? It, what is a holiday Skittles mix? Ooh, it gross. is. I don't know. I think it could just be different um, colors. Okay. 
It's a uh, Christmas flavored. No, okay. Yeah, so flavors include banana berry, gross, kiwi lime, no thank you, mango tangelo, no, pineapple passion fruit, strawberry star fruit, berry punch, melon berry, raspberry, strawberry, and wild cherry. So there's a lot going on there. Oh, but... so it's like from the blue pack, right? Isn't that aren't those the blue Skittles flavors from the <laughs> blue pouch? Okay, so you know what? This is I would that I was actually reading a Skittles mashups, wild berry, and tropical candy. So ignore <laughs> everything I just said, but don't edit it out, please. Uh, it's important to me that everybody hear how stupid I am. Okay. <laughs> it also looks like um, Pez Pez has made the the list. Oh, where are they at? Who's Pez it up? Uh, they're second and third in Louisiana, New Mexico, New Jersey. I gotta yeah. say, I was a big Pez fan growing up. Oh, Pez is yeah. a great stocking stuffer. Yeah, yeah. I like Pez because it's like it was like a toy. You know what I mean? Like it was the closest thing because you'd be like, "Oh shit, look, it's fucking Superman." Yeah. Or fucking Gumby. Yeah. I think did I have a Gumby Pez dispenser? Anyway, all that to say that like. These kinds of candies, though, I feel like chocolate should be king of the holidays, but I'm very biased. Okay, so what are your favorite holiday uh, candies? Mini Reese's Cups, uh, Reese's Pieces, any any M&M. Um, Do they have to be in that bitch. like tree triangle, shape. like like the tree? Or do you like just generic circle? Oh, yeah, Reese's. yeah, yeah. Treeses? You need treeses? I actually take the little... I take the little mini cups and build a, a life-size Christmas tree out of them <laughs> and then just eat it as fast as I possibly can. Bit by bit. I love, yeah. look, peppermint bark. I'll fucking eat that shit all day. Because it reminds me of like Andy's chocolate, you know, mint chocolate. I mint love Andy's. Yeah. That's, and I think as a kid, that was like my favorite little kind of, you know, wrapper chocolate that you could get with like at someone's house or whatever or at a grandparent's home. So yeah, peppermint bark evokes that. I'm also, I like thin mint. So like, you know, mint chocolate chip ice cream, whenever you're mashing mint and chocolate together, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. You know who is fucking up is Andy's and whoever's in charge of their marketing because right. Andy's should be here instead of peppermint bark or Andy's yeah. should have peppermint bark. Exactly. Or York. They're, Shouldn't yeah. York peppermint patties be here? Yeah. I mean, oh, they're fucking yeah. up too. Yeah. York and Andy's, they need to be, like, you know, squat up. And then pull up to Peppermint Bark's house and just spray the shit out that place. You know what I mean? Let them know it's war. So I'm, I'm, Arkansas has a new winner, and it is Starburst Merry Mix. Gross. Cherry Cheer and Strawberry Blitzen are the two That's, flavors, and it's all red just, and green. Just added a word to the regular flavor. <laughs> and made cherry strawberry, strawberry green? Come on, y'all. What, what, yeah. what are we doing here? I mean, look, it's all marketing, but Peppermint Bark, number one. Yeah. Well, shout out to Peppermint Bark and any, you know, whatever candy executive was like dropped a can, threw a candy cane in fury at how bad sales had become and then like saw the shattered pieces and were like, everybody sit down. I got an idea. <laughs> get your, get your it, sounds like the, it sounds like the plot to a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah. Right. I mean, could be. Oh. Miles, how I are just, you doing? By the way, I I feel like I like I fall I'm falling down on the job asking you this late in our first post Thanksgiving episode. How are you feeling about the coming Hallmark Christmas movie season? Coming, it's been happening for the past month. 
Uh, I haven't really, I haven't checked out the Hallmark stuff. I started off by trawling Netflix for the ones Netflix has made. I watched the Prince at Christmas Switch 3 uh, with Vanessa Hudgens. A little, it's just, you know, that one's getting away from them. You know, hate to say it, hate to say it. That one's gotten completely away from them. I don't know what the point is of it and how it relates to Christmas. I watched the other one with Jimmy O. Yang and Nina Dobrev. That one was I haven't watched that one yet. I wanted to I watch kind of bailed one. on it like I do. With, if, if I'm not fucking with it by the end of the second act, I'm like, I don't even need to see the third act. I'm off. Right. Because uh, I just like happen. the vibes. Right. And then I watched another one that was about Santa's daughter who avoid. This one was wild. Santa's daughter. It's like treated like a Shakespearean thing where like they have to like she's almost being betrothed to the the Jack Frost family in order for Santa and Frost to like have a tight bond. But then mm. there was also like talk of like teaming up with the tooth fairy. It was a very bizarre thing. So her solution is just to go to college and try oh, and be a regular person. Got it. Got it. And that one was super all over the place. But overall, yeah, I'm I'm fully in it. I, is there are there any good Hallmark ones, Tess, coming out? Yeah, I just watched the first Indian full cast one last oh, night. Shit. It's called okay. what was it called Baking Spirits Bright, and it's about like this like south indian woman who's making her mom or sorry her nanny's plum fruit cake and so they have this whole like fruit cake business um i don't know i'm i'm obviously for people that know like i'm really into hallmark movies for i don't know why and it was it was cool to finally see representation yeah. in hallmark there's usually more representation in lifetime christmas movies than hallmark mm. but it's been cool that one was okay there was also like Boyfriends of Christmas Past, which has an Asian American female protagonist and her love interests are all multiple races. So that was also cool. Yeah, that's like the one with the Jimmy O. Yang one. I was like, okay. I'm like, they got him and the one from uh what's uh Never Have I Ever, that guy who is yeah. like the Japanese guy. So I was like, okay, look at look at the I'm i i that was the thing I've always been like, when are we gonna see Asian people in these movies? Yeah. Mm. When? So I feel like we're we're making a like a turn has been made and maybe our scripts will finally get picked up. And to that one, I mean, to ask you, you said you're working on a script. I didn't want to be like, is that the holiday movie one or? You no, my other- holiday script is done. I wrote the Merry Muslim Christmas rom-com, a rom-com back in 2018. I just pandemic happened and I don't really know how to sell scripts, um, but hopefully I can do something Nor with it now. Nor does anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Mar Vista, Mar Vista Entertainment. They take Seriously? pitches all the time. Yeah, they're because they do all they do a ton of the Christmas movies. I pitched. Were you working them. on a uh, on a Christmas script? I was. And we pitched it. We I pitched it to them. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. They they passed on it. You know? And then I kind of see you know kind of see my idea popping up with other stuff. I'm not saying nothing, but wow. I will say that it's also very <laughs> the. The creativity amongst the Christmas films is pretty limited. So uh, <laughs> yeah. there's a you know there's two colors that you're working with, red and green. <laughs> and your your starburst can be green and red or red and green. There's a new one coming out on Comedy Central next week that features two Indian girls and it's kinda of like a I think Cal Penn's in it too, so it's like a Diwali Christmas mashup. Oh. What is your favorite Christmas movie, Lifetime Hallmark or otherwise? Otherwise, it's Edward Scissorhand. Mm-hmm. Edward Scissorhand, the, the prequel. 
the prequel. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Where, where he's only got one hand and right. still pretty good. He doesn't have a hey, scarred man, up face. Just, he's just doing Hey, man, we should scissor this other hand. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, man. That was that is exactly what my dad would call it. He can't he can't get <laughs> pluralizing anything. Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt's and it's, Edward Scissorhands right. is Edward Scissorhand for sure. Is Edwards. Edward Scissorhands. Scissorhand. <laughs> <laughs> that would be if there were multiple, if there's a multiplicity type situation and you have right. multiple Edwards Scissorhand. What's your what's your outlier Christmas movie, Jack? Is it Die Hard? Uh I mean that's such a wacky answer, but Die Hard was for, you know. The portion of my life when I was uh, thought I was too grown up to say Jaws was my favorite movie, I said Die Hard was my favorite movie. So I do really love Die Hard. Also really love Die Hard 2, which is pretty absurd and over the top and also very Christmassy. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I like the classics. You're Scrooged. The... Yeah. Well, it's funny because the movie Love Hard with Jimmy O. Yang, it's called Love Hard. Because like kind of one of the the sort of thrusts of it is like they bond over the their love for Die Hard as a Christmas film. Oh, oh interesting! Like, oh, wow, and it's meant to sort of be like this hot take that like she's like oh, no one believed me until you. And the whole the whole conceit <laughs> of it is kind of interesting. <laughs> this dude Jimmy O Yang, you know from Silicon Valley, you probably remember him. He basically was catfishing Nina Dobrev with another dude's picture, and she thought she was like with this like other guy, and so. And they've like, they kick it, they hit it off over phone and text and shit like that. And then he's like, hey, why don't you come to, he's like, or he didn't invite her. He said, oh, I wish I could spend the holidays with you. And she took that as, I'm going to go surprise him. So mm. then she pulls up and realizes like, you are not the gentleman from the fucking photo. And that's where the hijinks ensue. Mm. But she's, um, she's acting like uh, this is the first she's ever heard of somebody claiming that Die Hard is a holiday, is a Christmas movie. Wait, no, I mean, like, her thing is, like, she argues with people who don't believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Right, right, right. okay. And yeah. then they're like, I, it is a Christmas movie. It's the perfect Christmas movie. And they're yeah. like, okay, thank you. Very specific. Uh, my outlier pick for Christmas movie, I guess if it's an outlier, I don't know, Bad Santa, it's still, it's, there's something oh, about wow. how fucked up he is, and it puts me in the holiday spirit. Um, <laughs> and more traditionally, Oh, I love Jingle All the Way. I've never Sinbad seen Jingle All the Way. Oh, my God. I need to watch that. Jack, you got to get a Turbo Man doll for your kid. <laughs> You're going to be a bad dad. That one. And also Home Alone 2, man. I like New York. I, I fucking love yeah. New York in the winter. Home so Alone there's two. something about wow. Home Alone 2 I fuck with man. heavy. Yeah. Also, I think it's a, the idea of, I think as a kid, I like the autonomy in the city as a child that Kevin experienced in Home Alone 2 and be like, oh, shit, look at you. Like duping people with your talk boy and shit yeah and i thought that was really cool and uh also the idea that you could just get room service and eat a bunch of ice cream it just still resonates with my childish brain and you said that it's your favorite cameo of all time is donald trump donald yeah. trump showing up and uh, you, you said that's when you knew he was a star you said that's, that's when i said i remember as a kid i said this guy about to be the president <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? A store wouldn't accept your stolen credit card, credit card. is a, a fun movie quote. Yeah. They they only let Trump onto that movie because they wanted to film in the plaza. Like that was the stipulation. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was like, deal. If if I'm if I can play Kevin, uh what? <laughs> I mean, or just uh show up, you know, whatever. All right, if you, if you don't like me for the role, it's fine. I'll just show up. 
perfect idea. He passes me. We lock eyes. He realizes I'm him in the future. <laughs> and I realize that's me as a boy. And then we can go off on a whole other narrative where I'm the king of New York. There you go. Oh, the sticky bandits. Put him in jail forever. And there's a new Home Alone, too. It's like uh, like a little kid. It's on Disney+. Plus. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. yeah and but... uh, is it Anna Kendrick in it, too? Yeah. Yeah. But that one... Is it still in the tradition of the Home Alones, you know? I think so. I think, I'm not sure if they're trying to redo the first one or if it's like uh, the third chapter. Oh, it's Ellie Kemper. Uh, Ellie Kemper, Archie Yates. Hey, Ashlyn B., my past guest. Rob Delaney, Pete Holmes. Okay. But yeah, that one, I think that came out earlier this, or last month. And yeah, they, whoa, Mikey Day, I guess, wrote this too? So you got a lot of interesting comedy things going on there. But that one says, a married couple tries to steal back a valuable heirloom from a troublesome kid. And a isn't that the spirit couple. of Christmas? <sighs> the wet troublesome bandits kids. are a married couple. Now. I mean, yeah. if that's not progress, I guess it's not. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He... He needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.